Welcome to the Deep Dive Discussions podcast, a segment of Bidley Audio podcasts at the Potsdam Public Library in Potsdam, New York. My name is Maggie McKenna, and I am the Adult Program Coordinator at the Potsdam Public Library and the host for the series. Each month, the Deep Dive Discussion series will dive deep into a specific topic with roundtable discussions, individual presentations, suggested reading, and more. I'm joined today by Dr. Janelle Jacobson, Assistant Professor in the Department of Public Health and Human Performance at SUNY Potsdam. Welcome, Janelle. Thank you for having me. This is a five-part series about health insurance. This second discussion of the podcast series is about explanation of benefits, what's covered and why, how insurance can be different. What is an explanation of benefits form and why is it important? So an explanation of benefits form is basically something that you get from your health insurance company um, that explains your benefits. So um, say you went to the doctor and uh, your doctor billed your health insurance. They're going to send you a letter in the mail and it's going to be a form that says this is not a bill. And this is what we like to call an explanation of benefits form. And in it, it's going to say uh, what was billed, what was negotiated, because there's negotiation between what the doctor says. The doctor is going to say, okay, um, I th- I'm charging $100 for your office visit. And that's going to keep the lights on, my insurance going, my nurses paying, my billing managers, all of that stuff. And they're going to say, this visit cost $100. They're going to bill your health insurance company. Your health insurance company is saying, I think that the cost of this visit is $60. And so I am going to pay $60 for this health insurance or for this visit. And so the doctor, because they're contracted with the health insurance provider, if they're in network, which we're going to get to later. It's basically the back and forth of like, this is how much your plan like covered um, and what your responsibility is. So it's really being able to figure out how much the health, how much your visit cost, how much your insurance covered and how much you are going to be responsible for. Now, the key thing about these explanation of benefits forms that freaks a lot of people out is sometimes there's more negotiation that happens between between the health insurance company and the health care provider. And so it can ping back and forth a couple of times. And so you might get an explanation of benefits form that says, you owe $1,000. This is your payment. And if you don't understand that there's ongoing negotiation, um, now, you might owe $1,000 depending on your care, but it might be, oh, they're still negotiating back and forth. So it's important that you pay attention that to the fact that it says this is not a bill. Um, but it's also important to keep track of these and not just throw them away. Because uh, if there's a dispute uh, between your health insurance company and the bill that you get from the doctor or hospital, you need to have that entire picture in order to dispute that medical, um, like to see how much you actually are responsible for and what was billed. Mm -hmm. And so you should keep those for probably about two years. 
Most insurance companies nowadays do allow you to access them online, though, correct? They do, but um, I'm a big fan of like having, like keeping two years of these health insurance benefits formed. Like, you never know when like the internet's going to go down, right? <laughs> sure, and yeah. um, and going to your like if you're going to go to the doctor or to the financial department. Of the hospital, mm-hmm. he having something on paper right. is going to be good. Yeah. So, um, but you know, have them backed up somewhere, or like if you don't want paper, scan them in, mm-hmm. and like keep track of them. Right. They're really important. Yeah. I want to talk about negotiating prices, though. Mm-hmm. Um, can you actually negotiate your own? way if you either don't have insurance or maybe even if you do have insurance but you've gotten a bill that seems outrageous or can you can you negotiate can you advocate for yourself here so one of the the craziest things about our health insurance system the way it is is um health insurance companies actually negotiate with physicians and hospitals and other healthcare providers for costs. And because health insurance companies are large, they have greater negotiating power than you and I do. And so they are going to get a way better deal for like your cost of healthcare than anyone else. Um, So you may be able to negotiate a little bit on your own, but it's going to be way less effective than your health insurance company because Ultimately, at the end of the day, if they keep saying that the cost of healthcare, like if the hospital system, uh, their costs are too high, they can say, well, you're no longer going to be in network. Um, and so this actually happened several years ago in Omaha. And uh, I believe it was Blue Cross Blue Shield in Nebraska decided that Catholic Health Initiative hospitals um, were charging too much and they couldn't come to an agreement as to how much that health insurance or like the cost of services were. And so for a number, I think it was like three or four months, uh, they, there was no, like anybody that went to Catholic health initiatives and had Blue Cross and Blue Shield health insurance, they were out of network. And so they ended up spending way more money and Catholic health initiatives in Omaha was the was one of the largest healthcare systems, and so it became a pretty big issue. But that would be like Canton Potsdam Hospital not taking anything, right? Or, or, not taking Empire Plan right. from like SUNY or something like right, that, right. or Excellus Blue Cross mm-hmm. Blue Shield. It would be it would be a pretty big hiccup. Um, but and if you are if you're self pay, so you go to the doctor. And you don't have any kind of health insurance, you are actually charged the most because you don't really have any negotiating power. Now, that being said, if you do have like pretty significant health care expenses, you can probably go into your health care like financial office and talk to them. And realistically speaking, they want you to be able to pay your bill. And so um, you can go in and perhaps put together a payment plan or um, figure out that. Because the worst case scenario 
is you ending up having your medical debt sent to collections because that really does have a big impact on your credit rating and whether you can get a loan and other things. Related to the explanation of benefits, what about the health plan information booklet? Is that the same thing or is it different? Why is that important? You're likely to get a, a health plan information booklet. And some people are like, what is this? There's a lot of words. I'm just going to throw it away. Please don't. Please and don't throw and it away. it's different from the explanation of benefits, which comes after the service. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the health plan booklet is really your health insurance provider telling you what is covered. It'll tell you how much your deductible is, how much your copayment is. Um, depending on, like, the provider, they're going to say uh, what drugs are going to be covered um, and at what rate, what surgery might be covered, and, like, what might be your responsibility? So if you're questioning, like one of the questions I think was, um, how do I know if my birth control is covered? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, because of the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare, Mm -hmm. it's actually covered. But the rules have actually changed uh, during the Trump administration. And so there's a lot more exceptions that... Uh, your birth control may not be covered, especially if you're working for a religious institution or an organization that wants an, a religious exemption. So the big, biggest example of that might be if you worked for a Catholic hospital or a Catholic institution. So I believe Notre Dame uh, actually rolled back their um, provision of birth control as part of their insurance package. Looking at your health plan booklet is going to tell you absolutely what is going to be covered. And there might be some like questions that the health plan booklet doesn't necessarily answer, but it's a good starting point. And if you have additional questions, you can always call up your health insurer and say, here's the situation, you know, is this going to be covered? And that can change every year based on it, it likely costs will, and it will change every year because uh, when you are uh, doing open enrollment, you're basically picking a new plan every year, and so it's it might look a little different. And you're like, well, I have the same card. You do have the same card, but it might not be covering the same thing. Like uh, a medication that you used to be on might be covered at a less lesser degree, or it might become cheaper because the negotiation has changed and your health plan has changed. So that's why the health plan booklet can be extremely helpful in figuring out your health care costs. So what is in-network? In-network is basically that your health care provider, whether it's the hospital, doctor, or whatever, has decided to contract with your health insurance they have agreed that for this particular service, I will accept this payment. So what it rationally means to you and I is if I go to a doctor or healthcare provider that's in network, it is going to cost less. There's different types of health insurance. And so there's their preferred provider organization, so PPO. So if you have that type of health insurance, um, you have the ability to go in-network or out-of-network. Um, if you go out-of-network, so you go and see a physician or healthcare provider or hosp- or you're in a hospital, 
that has not contracted with your health insurance company, it will likely be covered, but you are going to be responsible for way more of the cost. And so um, that's why it's so important to find out whether the physician you are seeing is in network or out of network and really weigh whether, um, you know, this physician may be out of network and, you know, I may, it, the costs may be a lot, but if you really like this healthcare provider or they provide a service that you absolutely need that you can't get anywhere else, you're going to want to go and see that healthcare provider. So if you're with a health maintenance organization, it's going to be similar, but depending on the health maintenance organization, they could say, well, if you go out of network, we're not going to cover the cost at all. So health maintenance organizations can be a bit more cost efficient because they're not having to deal with like billing with out of network physicians and all of that stuff. They're like, it's all in house. The problem is sometimes if you're in an area where you cannot see anybody. So if you um, were part of a health maintenance organization in California, in Colorado, and then you came to New York and you got in a car accident, it could be very difficult to provide, like, find a doctor that's in network. You obviously need the services. So um, health maintenance organizations were a big, big thing during the Clinton administration, but because people really liked the ability to choose and go and see the physician, even if it was out of network, um, they've gone a little bit out of favor, but they still do exist and they can absolutely be efficient, but well, somewhat efficient. It's up for debate. Um, But in network really is important. And if you really want to know whether your physician or doctor is in network, you can generally look on the website uh, of the physician's page or something like that. Or if you actually have any questions, you call up the doctor's office or the hospital. And that's actually, if you really have concerns about that, that is the first thing you should do because oftentimes websites get out of date. um, But the front office manager or the receptionist or the person that's doing that is going to know whether they're currently contracting because contracts change so quickly over time. Well, I think you've kind of answered this already, but the other question we've been asked is, will my insurance work out of state or even out of country? So the real question, uh, if you're going to be traveling out of state or out of country is actually taking a look at your health plan booklet and seeing if it's going to cover it. And if you have any question, especially if you're older and you have uh, more chronic disease and you're going to be traveling out of the country, I think it's really important for you to check with your health plan or and your health provider. Because um, especially if you have Medicare, it is you need to check whether your Medigap, which is your supplement, would cover out of country um, because I don't believe that Medicare will cover out of country. If you are going to be traveling out of the country, absolutely check um, to see. And if your health insurance doesn't cover that, you may want to consider getting like a traveler's health, in- like traveler's health insurance plan because, and it's going to be an added expense, but uh 
if you do have, ex- like, say you fall and break your leg in Canada, uh, you the cost could be considerable. So it's something that you should look into, especially if you're going to be traveling for a longer period of time. Medicare may pay, oh. but, but there's no guarantees. Mm-hmm. So a traveler's health health insurance plan is probably a really good bet. Mm-hmm. How do I find a doctor that accepts my sh- insurance if I don't already have one? So the first place I would like to, I always direct people is to take a look at the website. Mm-hmm. Um, they generally will have that information out there, but and like, that's a good start. But when you make an appointment and like you go on the website and I tend to do a lot of research about my healthcare providers because I'm, I am the biggest advocate for being a well-informed consumer of healthcare. Mm-hmm. So I want to know where my doctor went to medical school um, and what their interests are. Um, so I go to the website and I'm like, and generally they'll have information about what health insurance they accept. Um, but when you go to make that first appointment, uh, actually ask the person that you're making the appointment with whether they accept your health insurance. So that's where I would start. So what about looking on the insurance website to see if they're listing, or is their listing not always up to date? Or Well, health insurance company websites can be hard to navigate. Um, depending on the health insurance company. But generally, if you, like another way you can take a look at it is calling your health insurance provider and seeing whether uh, Dr. Smith is taking your health insurance. And they'll be able to answer because they absolutely have the information in front of them because they'll have the contracts. So I'll revise my previous statement. You can call the doctor, but I would, you could, the one that's absolutely going to know is your health insurance provider. Health insurance in the United States is incredibly complicated. And there's a lot of different layers because it's a mix of public and private. Figuring out how to access the healthcare system can be incredibly difficult. And it's evolving very quickly. Um, The latest tax bill that just got passed is we're still figuring out what the rules are associated with it. But we do know that the individual mandate part of the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act has been um, taken out. Now, that won't take effect until 2019. But there's also new information that just came out yesterday about changing uh, how you get health insurance. This has been Deep Dive Discussions on Health Insurance with Dr. Janelle Jacobson. This podcast is a segment of Bibli Audio Podcasts at the Potsdam Public Library in Potsdam, New York. 